It's Thursday, August 25, 2011. Every citizen in this state who is in harm's way needs to prepare for the worst and pray for the best. Bracing for Irene. Hey, how's your infrastructure? Earthquakes and now hurricanes test the East Coast. Fukushima exclusion zone to become permanent. Hundreds more tar sands protesters arrested at the White House. Plus, did Fox News just accidentally acknowledge climate change? If you dive into the weeds a little bit on this global warming thing, it seems that facts are certainly on Huntsman's side on all of this. And fact checkers have come out and we're actually having our own brain room look at this right now that any of Perry's comments on this don't seem to hold a lot of water. Uh, you're just looking at it right now? Fox has a brain room? All of that and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. You know, the, the Earth's temperature has been moving up and down for millenniums now. And there are enough scientists out there that are skeptical about the reasons for it. And, and I happen to be one of those that are skeptical. Uh, you're one of those scientists? Governor Rick Perry? Perhaps you ought to leave all of this to the folks in the brain room at Fox News, Governor. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, the GOP catfight continues. Governor John Huntsman, running for president, agrees with the uh, 98 point something percent scientists who say global warming exists. Rick Perry either thinks he's a scientist or knows better than them. And then Fox News, of all people, says, hmm, well, now that we're doing some fact checking. I know. It's pretty stunning that Fox News anchor Clayton Morris this week dared to contradict Governor Perry and the Fox News Network's editorial stance that climate change is not happening. Yeah, he'll be fired soon. Must have been a weekend anchor or something like that. Uh, more importantly now, Irene passing over the Bahamas as we go to air here and bearing down on the East Coast, Virginia, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., and New York City. That's more than 1,200 miles worth of storm at that point. I have not ever seen these models go over New York City like this. Yes, the entire eastern seaboard is preparing for Hurricane Irene, which is now a Category 3, projected to become a Category 4, and travel all the way up the East Coast over the weekend. North Carolina Governor Bev Perdue has already declared a state of emergency in advance of the storm, and mandatory evacuations are already underway for barrier islands. We don't know where this track will end up, but at this point in time, all of us have to take this storm very seriously. Since Hurricane Irene would be the first hurricane to make landfall on the East Coast in decades... It's an unscheduled test of the resilience of not just state and federal emergency response and evacuation plans, but also of aging infrastructure as sewer systems, seawalls and subways up and down the eastern seaboard are tested by what is expected to be intense flooding from a high storm surge. Feel bad for the East Coast. In 2011 so far, they've had snowmageddon in the winter, then record spring rains, then record heat waves, and now a hurricane. They seem to be taking this quite seriously on the East Coast. Perhaps they're looking around and seeing some very real hurricanes in Katrina and Ike in past years. This year alone, major tornadoes and deaths in Tuscaloosa, in Joplin, record 100-year flooding, wildfires, droughts. Storm season is out of control, it seems, just as scientists predicted years ago that we would see as the globe continued to warm. Hurricane Irene comes fast on the heels of that rare East Coast earthquake that hit in Virginia that also stressed infrastructure. While the 5.9 earthquake got no respect from the jaded West Coast, it did cause the automatic shutdown of the North 
Anna nuclear power plant located just 10 miles from the epicenter. Cooling systems are now running on backup diesel generators. The plant was designed to withstand just a 6.0 earthquake, one notch below the 5.9 that actually hit and is now undergoing a structural assessment. They also learned that one of those diesel generators did not turn on when the power was shut down. Um, Test those systems, please, nuclear plants. Speaking of nuclear, the Japanese government will reportedly declare the 12-mile radius around the stricken Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant off-limits for years, if not decades, because of radioactivity, and is working now on a plan to relocate and compensate residents who lived near the plant who may never again return to their homes. A new no-man's land. Over 250 people have now been arrested since Saturday for peacefully protesting in front of the White House. The protesters, organized by TarSandsAction.org, are demanding that President Obama deny approval of the proposed Keystone XL oil pipeline from Canada to Texas. Activist and author Bill McKibben explained that it's more than just the threat of spills at stake in an interview on Countdown with Keith Olbermann. Those tar sands of Canada are the second largest pool of carbon on Earth, only after the Saudi Arabian oil fields. If we produce the same volumes of oil from Canada, then as Jim Hansen at NASA, our leading climate scientist, put it not long ago, it will be essentially game over for the climate. The notion that they can stop this pipeline while it seems a long shot, that's one thing. The notion that they can stop the burning of this carbon, Des, is that really realistic? The oil is there. Someone is going to burn it. But they feel like they have to try. Good luck. For more on all of these stories and the ones we did not get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Please throw a tip into the tip jar if you can afford it. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Stay safe, East Coast. Ah!